Welcome to the Present and Sober podcast with your hosts, Sam Goldfinch and Ellie Crow. If you want to make your life bigger, not smaller, then this is the podcast for you. If you can sense that you're destined for more and you're curious about how drinking could be holding you back, listen in and come on this journey with us. Through the interplay of mind and body practices, we will help you elevate your daily life and discover the wonder and potential of going alcohol free. Let's make life bigger together. Happy Tuesday, lovely people. Okay, here we are, moving through January into dry January for some of us, which is awesome. And uh, look, if you're looking for somewhere to come and hang out and uh, have a cool tribe of people that are uh, on a journey, then be sure to come and join our Facebook group, right? We've got some fantastic people coming in who are sharing some great things. And uh, me and Ellie have got some really exciting things planned that we're going to drop in that group. So make sure you're there. Okay, we have got Amy Holly with us today, one of Ellie's teachers, her dance teacher, and it's really a really special conversation, actually. I mean, for me, I was so connected with to movement and dance, and I and I felt like a little bit of that fell away, and I had to refine that connection when I when I stopped drinking. Um, and now dancing is one of the greatest gifts. I love it. I love it so much. Just that that connection to movement and the healing connection of movement. Um, so we talk all about that. So if you're somebody who's struggling with that, or this could be a really fantastic or will be a really fantastic resource for you. And also to that point, Amy really talks about her journey from binge drinking to where she is now and uh, how important movement and dance has been on her journey. And uh, yeah, we, we we wrap up by talking about January, intentions and how to bring things in in, in a compassionate way that feel good uh, and move into 2022 with a fresh outlook. Okay, awesome. See you there. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to the Present and Sober podcast. And we've got another super exciting episode today because we are joined by Another wonderful guest. We've got the delightful Amy Holly with us today. Hi, Amy. How are you? Hi, guys. Yeah, I'm good today. Thanks. Yeah, really good. Awesome. So, Amy, um, I know Amy, I think I originally met you practicing yoga with uh, the lovely Andrea, who we had on uh, back in beginning of December on the podcast. Um, so that's where Amy and I originally met. And uh, Amy is also a teacher. So she teaches dance. And uh, I've been fortunate enough to get along to some of your bar classes. Yeah. Ooh, found <laughs> muscles that I never knew that I had. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and actually, Amy and Andrea work together quite frequently to put specific workshops on, which are just delightful. There's um, been some really wonderful offerings. Um, they both have this really incredible energy. It's very, it's like having a big, a big hug, but also being given a big bloody shake at the same time. They're, they're, both, they're both very strong ladies. <laughs> um, and I really wanted to get Amy here because of the, the, uh, the, the energy that she brings and the subject matter. So we, we talk a lot about somatic practice, but we haven't actually um, in the, the, the podcast so far, we haven't talked specifically about dance. And sure. it's one of those things that um, like as a kid, I would, oh God, I was so, into, and I see it in my daughters, you know, like yeah. um, less, oh no, actually, no, my son, he likes, you know, he can really likes move as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I see myself in them. So as a kid, you know, I was really into dance and, you know, yeah. you move around without thinking too much about it. You don't yeah. have the, all the layers of feeling self-conscious. Yeah. One of the things that was really wonderful for me recently was, so Amy has been putting on these, um, Uh, specific classes at an old nightclub in Cambridge so any local folks will remember the Fez Club now I haven't been in there since every Friday night I would love it to be every Friday night but at the moment it's once a month which might be enough (laughs) it's and do you know what stepping through those doors onto that sticky floor I've not been in there since I was in my 20s and it was just this is um, a few Fridays ago it was just the most wonderful experience because what we had was Amy's wonderful brother on the deck. So we had a live DJ. We had all of the lights and the ambience, a bunch of people there that just wanted to be able to I think, re- reclaim that space as a child yeah. where you, you don't give a shit how you look or what you do. You just want to be in the moment. And you know what? It was one of the most fabulous experiences um, viscerally and mentally for me and emotionally and I was there with a couple of my friends and so it was this really wonderful place to connect yeah and and afterwards 
we had a quick chat and uh, and one of the things you said was, can I come on your podcast? And I was like, oh, of course, like it makes total and utter sense. But the thing that I hadn't realized was that you are also a lady who is alcohol free and you've got your That's own um, story about going alcohol yeah. free. So um, it just made total sense to have you here. We've been doing this series around our most influential and inspirational teachers. And of course, you fit firmly into that. Oh, you. Um, as you know part of that that wonderful duo with Andre that I mentioned yeah. earlier but we'd really like to focus on this episode I guess in two halves on your story and and what you'd like to share about the you know the, the reason for going alcohol free how sure. you did it how it yeah. felt yeah and then really how it links to dance and okay. then we can get into the dance side of things in yeah terms yeah of, you know okay. what so, uh, I mean I don't think that I um I wouldn't classify myself you know and I'm sure nobody does to begin with as someone who had a massive problem with alcohol you know like I I, I um grew up like a lot of us in that binge drinking culture you know I never learned to drink socially I never learned to have a glass of wine with dinner what I loved was you know to go out with my mates very early you know like 14 15 down a bottle of alcohol be absolutely you know drunk paralytic and that was my experience of alcohol unfortunately that didn't really stop you know I, I never I never really learned um sort of sensible drinking and I think that's something about the era the time that that um I grew up I don't know if, if that's I think you know that that sort of ladette culture yeah. where women started to over drink yeah and it was fun and it was, you know, good. And somewhere in there, I, I managed to get, you know, qualifications and end up at dance school. And, you know, that is quite a, a um, crazy situation in itself. It's very intense. You work very hard all day, but you party hard at night. And, you know, so I, I was very good at that sort of life, you know, working really hard, um, mm. loving dance, but partying too hard probably as well and, and for a while it was great you know in my 20s I loved it but I started to sort of probably look around and think oh my god everybody's got a drinking problem not me not me I wouldn't, I wouldn't really look at myself very much evenings used to sort of be brilliant and then turn at some point um, I'm sure you can all recognize that mm. and I didn't really look at myself in that I just thought everyone else had a problem um, and then sort of dawned on me that actually the drinking had turned into something that was wasn't really fun anymore wasn't really um I, yeah it just wasn't really fun anymore and everything around it started to get a bit dark and messy and, and I just thought I think it you know this is I as I got into my 30s and I wanted to have kids and it just became not not really uh a fun thing to do anymore that, that that you know it just sort of it, it lost it, its shine and then I, I had a baby obviously I wasn't drinking so that that made it really easy to sort of give up drinking getting pregnant um trying to get pregnant I kind of gave up drinking getting pregnant gave up drinking and then started that classic which I see in a lot of women you know having a little kid at home the five o'clock coming opening a bottle of wine because you've been on your own all day and you're going mm. slightly nuts with a little baby and then I did that for a little while not you know not seriously not 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 crazy but I at some point I just thought do I need to do this I was starting to do a lot of yoga and in the starting to do a lot of yoga I actually easily didn't really want to drink anymore the yoga kind of supported this sort of feeling in my body and my head actually do I need to do this anymore and I just stopped and I know mm. that that seems really simple and like oh my god people are going to be listening going how did you do it I don't know I just I just stopped but I'm not I wasn't somebody who drank every single day you know thinking about drink all the time I was a really going out to get drunk person and I just stopped doing that I just stopped when um, yoga is powerful for that, and I th the way I see it, what seems true to me is that we're all doing things that make sense to us at our current level of understanding. And yeah. yoga is a wonderful way of learning that all of those feelings of well-being and peace and centeredness are inside of us. And when you realize that, you're like, well, why would I drink then? Because I've been looking yes. for it through drinking. It's inside of me. So it stops making sense anymore. And just, yeah. just like that, it can just go. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I, you know, I'm really interested in energy work, you know, whether that's movement or meditation. And I, and I think that I'm looking for an evenness in my life. I'm not, you know, I had this conversation with a friend the other day, you know, they, they were talking about, I want to be really happy. And I was like, yeah, but I just want to be really even. I just want to be really down the middle. I'm, I'm best when I'm really even. And I think drink takes you too high and then too low, too mm. low. And I want balance. I, I don't want to feel like that. I want this evenness. And, and for me, evenness is, is a kind of happiness, actually. And, and I don't want to be this really extreme person. I just want to be nice and relaxed, happy is evenness. You know, I think that's that's become really clear for me. Yeah, I, that really resonates with me. Like, mm. and and I, I I very much experienced that um, needing to find a way to escape at the end of the day with with kids. And yeah. I was primarily drinking for relaxation because it seemed like the easiest way to 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 check out of the the, the racing mind and that that stressful feeling that accumulates and, and is held in the body. Um, but when I realised the science of how it works with the brain and body yes you, you know you are going to get that upside but the with an upside comes a downside and the downside because of the artificial overstimulation of the pleasure center of the brain means that you and um, the counter chemicals that are released mean that you are plunged much further down and this is why people reach for the second drink because they want to go back up again and it's this law of diminishing returns now to me when i realized that it's like god this is a fucking scam why would i do this anymore it doesn't make sense yeah, anymore make yeah. um but that that evenness like i i would have said that all i wanted in my life was peace i just wanted to be peaceful and and have some kind of calm instead of this volatility and the, the human experience isn't ever going to be happy all the time. I was saying this to somebody yesterday. It's mm -hmm. like, yeah, you, you're not going to want to feel happy. all the time. So when, like, oh, God forbid, when your pet dies or when you lose a family member or mm -hmm. some, there's some tragedy, you don't want to feel happy. That wouldn't make any sense. No. So we, we're going to feel the full uh, breadth of and, and depth of emotion, but we're so scared to feel or typically like people that I come across in my coaching practice, they're scared to feel the feelings. You know, it's, it's not about the feeling itself. It's being scared to feel it. Yeah. But when you step into an alcohol-free life and then you don't have that option to pull the escape cord to take it, parachute yourself off somewhere else, yeah. you, you have to learn the skills of how to process emotion and how to. Um, and stress, I think. I yes. mean, I think um, from the people that I know and the, and the people that I teach, I think that alcohol seems to be the biggest way out from stress. And it, and it isn't. It's the way you're going to go further into stress. 100%. But I think, you know, getting to the end of the day or getting, you know, and that's that's why I, I, I love that. You know, you were talking about the Friday nights. I love that Friday feeling. You know, I, I, I remember in my 20s, that Friday feeling, you know, getting to the end of the week. Oh, my God, we're all going out. What are you going to wear? The fabulous energy, you know, the club doors open, the smell, the, you know, mm -hmm. that everything about it is very energizing. And you can do that without drinking. I didn't oh, yeah. realize that for a really long time. You know, I, it, I really didn't. I just thought, no, you're, of course you can't do that kind of thing without drinking. But you can. And I think going back to, you know, feelings and emotions, I suppose I've always experienced that to totally through movement. And, and so I, I don't I don't need to dull anything down because I, I want to experience as much as I can through feeling, through moving, through translating movement and, and feelings into a, a place where actually you're sort of like heightened and and I suppose that person in me if you then give me alcohol I'm just going to go over the top because I'm quite an energetic person so you know I think it depends who you are and what what you're doing and why you're doing it you know I I'm I don't need that stuff I don't need it anymore I, I'm I'm happy the way I am mm. and can you talk to us a little bit about that that when you made the decision and you stopped drinking yeah and and you were in that space initially of life is somehow different in that you can't have that Friday feeling like how, how yeah. long did that last for and what, what was it like being in that space um do you know what I probably I, I think because I've also always been you know I go to acupuncture and, and I think you know I was 
I, I started to feel very bad. If I drank, I would have such a bad hangover. And I think I, I think there was like one hangover that I remember specifically that I thought, I can't feel like this anymore. Mm. I've got a little kid. What am I doing? I can't feel like this anymore. You know, and it was enough. I felt so bad that that memory of feeling so bad was enough for me to go, no, I, I, I just don't want, I don't want another drink. And then it was because I wasn't drinking every day because I wasn't, you know, I, I wasn't what I would classify as a, you know, classic alcohol dependent person. It was quite easy for me. I just stopped. And then when people said, did you want a drink? I just say no. And, and I became the driver. That was quite easy, mm. an easy transition. I didn't worry about, you know, where are we going to get a taxi because I would drive so that was quite any you know then obviously I, I wasn't going to drink at all and then as time went on it was just easier and easier and easier until now I just you know I I, I can't I, I just don't even really think about it and that's not to say that I might not have a drink you know occasionally I haven't for ages because actually but it's like I, I, I just don't worry about it I just don't think about it anymore it's just not really Hmm. It's something really, that I spend a lot of time about. It's important that you share that because I speak to a lot of people who come along and they say to me, my inner wisdom is telling me this. My intuition is telling me this. This hasn't been as hard as people have said it would be, et cetera. They kind of said what you've said. Um, and then they're like, but I've got this, this group of people over here telling me how I should be feeling, telling me that I need this and I need that. And if I don't do that, I'm likely to, th- to, to slip up and I'm, I'm going off too cocky. And, and actually if it really does get to the point where it just doesn't make sense anymore and your wisdom's telling you that that's where you're at, like there's yes. a real power in trusting that. It's really easy to, to second guess yourself and stick a load of wonky thinking back in your head when you really don't need to. So I think it's powerful yeah. to share. It's not everyone's story, but it's a powerful it, one because I think I, a lot you of people... know, I think through the yoga and through everything that I do, you know, I, I'm, I'm really trying to live in today and today mm-hmm. I'm all right. And today you know everything's good and I'm not stressed and I want this evenness of balance I don't know about next week I don't know about tomorrow (laughs) you know like Mm. I'm very very trying to just be focused on today and I I think if you do that you know today's a good day keep going like that try and get that rolling that's that would be my advice you know every day is a new day and um, I think that has a good energy about it it does it does and the and the other thing that has good energy is when you are living authentically and you the actions that you take are you know you, ha- you have congruence as opposed to um that that voice that's telling you that it it, it doesn't feel quite right with you know the, the way it, it might have been okay before but it's, yeah. it's not okay now and it's not the way that I want to be sure we we have to listen to that voice and mine was very very quiet to begin with and I had to kind of amplify it Mm -hmm. turn down the voice of other people turn up my own inner wisdom around this this just doesn't this this might have been uh who who I was in the past but it's not now one one of the the experiences that really um nailed it for me was going to going to Las Vegas right it was the first time I've been away from the kids so my littlest one was probably um, just rounding on a year or something like that and we went to Vegas for a friend or I went to Vegas left the husband at home I went to Vegas with my friends for for this wedding and I mean it was a phenomenal experience but we we were all drinking like we were in our 20s mm-hmm. and uh and I, don't get me wrong I had a great time although I can't remember all of it obviously and um I just I had this real strong feeling when I came back apart from the fact that I felt physically horrendous mm-hmm. but it was just like this just isn't isn't me anymore yeah but the but the big question mark that was in there somewhere was well um if if that's not me then because I, I don't want to miss out on the trip to Vegas I still want to be mm-hmm. invited to the trip to yeah, Vegas yeah. I still want to go and have yeah. fun but that's a world that I haven't inhabited before I don't know how to do that I haven't been there since I was a kid yeah. So, so how does that work then? And I'd be really interested to hear your opinion on that because. You, well, you... and I have to be honest that my kind of mates, what you know, my going out mates, um, I, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not their number one friend anymore. I'm not there because you know, I, 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 you know, the chances are that I'm going to get that text going, "Are you coming out this weekend?" And the chance, so I'm going to say no because I, I don't really want to. You know, I don't, I don't want to, and I, I don't. Um, I just don't feel that that desire to do what I did in my 20s anymore, in my 40s. You know, it's just I just don't I just don't feel it. So I think, you know, 
Um, my friends have kind of changed, which I think is 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 fine. And I I, I think it's easy. I do think it's easier to hang out with people who who aren't you know drinking a lot. I, I've got to say, not that that's you know I, I don't want to get into that place where I'm lecturing everybody else. You know, like the, the, what everyone else does is really up to them. And mm. you know, but there is sometimes pressure. You know, we can go out somewhere and someone will be going. You know, why don't you have a drink? Why don't you have a drink? And sometimes I might think, yeah, okay, I will have a little glass of wine. That's that's fine because actually I have been able to re-educate myself now. I don't have to do what I did in my twenties. You know, see the bottle and down it. I just don't have to do it now. So I think that distance from mm alcohol has actually given me quite a powerful stance on it I actually feel much more in control of it I actually feel like it's a choice now whereas before I might look at it and go oh you know um oh I just drink the bottle that sort of madness just Mm. don't feel that anymore just just so far from that now um and I think that's abstaining from it has probably given me that power yes Um, that that is so I'm I'm so glad that we've um, what, that we're having this conversation and that you've explained your experience because that is so true so people that want to moderate and Sam and I come across a lot of people that will come to us and that their goal is moderation yeah now aside from the fact that physiologically it doesn't make sense your best hope of being able to moderate is just as you say distance a yeah. lot of distance yeah um, and then if you want to make that choice, just as you say, because it is a choice, you have the freedom to choose. But there's a difference between feeling liberated versus feeling fixated. Yeah. I've got to yeah, drink the yeah. whole bottle versus, well, I could have a glass. Oh, yeah. I, I might do then. Yeah. It's, it's a very yeah. different experience. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, you know, I mean, I think I can think of, I mean, weddings is a really good, you know, it's interesting you bring up weddings because weddings, I think, unfortunately in our culture, weddings are this kind of car crash of drinking, basically. Mm. And dance comes into that, actually, because people will only get on the dance floor after they've had a few drinks, which is a real, which is really sad, you know, that socially we feel so disconnected with the way that we can move in front of each other that actually you've either got to be paralytic or, you know, on the way to being paralytic to actually get on the dance floor. Um, I think that is an absolute tragedy, I've got to be honest, because in other cultures, you know, dance is much more relevant in terms of celebration and people aren't stood around judging each other, you know, oh, they're a good dancer or he's not very good dancer. It's just we've lost touch with with something I think and drinkers is kind of solely responsible for it I've got to be honest about that mm-hmm. you know and I haven't been to a wedding where I haven't drunk because because obviously we've been in lockdown and everything but um I wonder how I would deal with that <laughs> when now uh, and and you know that's kind of interesting I don't I don't worry about that I'm kind of like oh okay that would be interesting um bit like those Friday nights, you know, some people were saying, oh my God, I had to have a drink before I came in. And it's like, why? That anxiety, that yeah. real anxiety about dancing in front of people is, is real. It's like, it's not made up. It, it's very real for some people. And I think that's a shame. I do. So um, learning to dance alcohol free is really interesting. And just for pe- anyone listening, <laughs> one, one really point, interesting point of note here, my partner's hugely into dance, has been her whole life, you know, really into ballet and a very like yeah. um, good salsa dancer. When yeah. you go into like the salsa scene, there's not much drinking going on because it no. doesn't make sense. You get dehydrated, you can't dance. And if you're the drunk person who can't dance, no one wants to dance with you. So yeah, if you are like, I can't dance, or I feel like I don't know how to, and I want to go and learn how to do it in an alcohol-free environment, actually going to classes social events like salsa for example it's a great place to do it because you will notice doesn't like people might nurse half a pint or something because it's kind of like the social norm yeah yeah but most people just aren't and you can meet people and the connection's real because no one's pissed (laughs) yeah yeah, good place to do it yeah and and you know I think there's a tremendous freedom I've got to be honest in kind of standing on a dance floor listening to music and just moving you know just mm-hmm. moving not not thinking about is this good is, you know am I fabulous does everyone is everyone watching me but just some you know feeling some sort of internal mm-hmm. feeling to dance and just enjoying it you know not not um 
uh, yeah, I think it's as simple as that. And, and I think we've completely lost touch with that as a society. Yeah. And, and that that class that um, that I went to at, at bloody old yeah. Fez, Fez Club, yeah. we'll now call it its proper name, MASH in yeah. Cambridge, for everybody that wants to <laughs> yeah. get it, get involved. What you brought to that was exactly what you've described. So I th- you you could have assumed that there was going to be some level of choreography and 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 there was so yeah. Amy, Amy's up at the front on a stage and the rest of us are all kind of standing on the sticky floor with our yeah. you know bits our, our lycra on and all of that business and the lights are down so I think that does help with the feeling yeah. that initial feeling of being self-conscious um and there was some direction in terms of our movement but there was a lot of uh, space to be able to just as you said like close your eyes and just feel it and then just move however you want to move of course and and the feeling viscerally it's just incredible and to to take the edge off it um it, as you say it's a shame because you're then not getting the full experience yeah but but I do understand that that anxiety for people yeah. Is so real. And it's really? almost like the, the, there's a two pronged approach to if you want to address it, there's a two pronged approach. There is the you can tactically you can go to um, for the somatic body, you could go to a lesson and you could learn how to do just as Sam was describing. But there's yeah. also this belief work to do. This is the cognitive stuff. This is the well, getting curious. Why do I care what other people think of me? Yeah. Um, and, and there are so many layers to that. And again, this is why coaching is such a wonderful uh, vocation, because you can really help somebody shift a lot of story that they've carried with them for many, many years to the point that it, it doesn't feel like it's a story. It doesn't feel like thoughts and series, a series of words truth. in their heads. It, it just feels like the truth. I, I can't tell you how many people come into my class and say, I started ballet as a little kid. I wasn't any good at it. The teacher asked me to leave or my mum said I was like a baby elephant and I can't dance. I, I, I mean, like if I had a pound for every person, not just girls, boys as well. Um, and it's just like to be told, I can't, one, I can't believe anyone as a teacher would say to, you know, everybody can dance. It's a ridiculous thing to say that people can't dance, but people have a different experience of dance and a different way of expressing dance in the same way that they, they you know, would write differently. We all have a different um, way of, of writing and expressing ourselves. Uh, and I, I I am very sad that people think that they can't dance or that, you know, they need to be drinking half a bottle of wine before they are a good dancer, because it's just it's just not the case. And I think there is huge you can feel massive strength and a real sense of empowerment if you can find that place where actually you can just sort of, you know, cut loose and get into your own groove. I'm trying to I've got an idea. Um, I guess you've heard of mantra and, and you know mantra through um, yoga and that so mantra uh, you usually speak uh, it's repeating something it's an affirmation over and over and over I've got an idea that you can do the same thing with movement that you can repeat a movement over and over and over until it takes your mind somewhere else which is what mantra mm. does or chanting uh, mantra and so moving mantra, I've kind of got this feeling that that's really uh, a kind of tribal, the basic tribal idea of tribal dance or trance dance or, you know, what are people doing when they're in a big rave? They're, they're repeating, repeating, repeating yes. and until they feel different. And I think you can do that. Um, and get a real benefit from it. And every time you repeat a movement and every time you, you it, it will feel slightly different um, because repetition brings change. Repeat, repeat, repeat. And I think that's what I'm sort of hoping for. I don't say that, I don't stand up in front and go, right, this is movement mantra and we're gonna keep moving and keep repeating till we feel different. I think it kind of happens anyway. Yeah, it does, God. I could I could feel it then and that's exactly so that is the experience of that class yeah because there, as you said there's a lot of repetition of movement and it and it does it takes you to a completely different place yeah it's yeah so powerful. And somehow 
and we know this through yoga and, and somatic practices, somehow through moving, through being in touch with our body, you can express stuff, you can work stuff through that maybe there aren't any words for. You know, I don't know what I'm dancing through uh, every day that I'm teaching or every day that I, I, I'm in that club, or, but I know that I can um, feel a lot better after I have been in my body in that way. And, you know, I'm nicer with my family. I'm nicer out in the world. I'm nicer, uh, I, I'm, I'm happier. I'm that evenness that I talked about before because I, I have an, a feeling that there's deep stuff that there's no words for, that there's mm. no words. There's no point in me trying to express some of the stuff that I feel about areas of my life because I've tried that and that has, hasn't really worked and so if I can dance through it if I can move through it if I can release some sort of tension through movement through dance I mean dance I don't even know if I want to call it dance anymore that's the other thing because it's got you know it's got this strictly stigma now hasn't it mm -hmm. that everything's kind of got to look like strictly and of course does dance doesn't really look like Strictly only a few people's dance looks like Strictly that's only one experience you know dance is, is a lot of things it, it's it's a lot of um ways of dealing with emotion really it is my partner turns into a crazy person if she doesn't dance for a whole week she won't mind me yeah. saying that she'll be nodding yeah. along she literally yeah. does <laughs> and that connection to music you can't underestimate that you know yeah. music uh you know vibrates in us uh you you know i mean i think i mean if i was to listen to the cure every day right and if i was to you know really get down into some of that really quite uh deep you know 90s indie stuff i'd probably be quite a sad person because that's the vibration of it but actually that isn't the music i listen to i think if you kind of choose your vibration and and listen to music that makes you feel energized and and connects to something you know i don't know some sort of internal beat i think there's something in that as well yeah oh, i went to um boom festival in portugal so a seven day psychedelic yeah. trance festival and i just I didn't Portuguese i just moved love to dance for a week you know yeah. just completely there me clarity just dancing and you know just it's amazing it's very transformational and yeah. something clicks um and i would i would say to people that yeah there really is this wonky story out there about alcohol dancing needing to get but it's it's the human experience we've been doing this for millennia it's built in mm -hmm. us it's built yeah. in us and um yeah. connection is a fact and what clouds us from being connected to that is thinking very often so the feeling of connection changes but the fact of connection never goes anywhere and how deeply we feel connected to that. This is the real journey of socializing without alcohol or without whatever your thing is. Yeah. Is that when you really deeply connect to that and dance is a beautiful medium for it, it's it's just different. It's just an amazing thing. It's joyous. It really, really is. And um, to me now, socializing is taking on something. Oh, it's just so much deeper than it ever was under the influence of any other substance. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think also you're not constantly um, re-evaluating. Oh my God, did I really say that? Oh my God, did I do that? Um, that 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 waking up after you know one of those big nights out, thinking, Jesus, seriously. I mean, like I can't. I don't ever really want to feel like that again. Mm. You know, like um, you know. And I think Ellie touched on it. You know, not being able to remember stuff that's frightening. You know, and and as and this is in the press a lot of the moment as women and, and and men you know i don't i don't want to be in a position anymore where you know that that kind of frightening thought oh my god what happened last night ever happens to me again you know that's um i think we have a responsibility to ourselves as, as much as anything else that actually um it, that that's not a good way to get or to be no it's it's not and, and i i think i've talked about this a few times like i I valued myself so little, you know, I was running away from a lot of dark stuff. And so I, to me, it was kind of like part of, well, that's part in, in my twenties university was part of the course, you know, it's just one yeah. of those things that happens that you black out, you know, every, it happens to everybody. Mm -hmm. um, but I put myself into some quite serious um, uh, uh, situations you know, and, and, you know, thank God I'm still here and nothing terrible happened to me. I was very fortunate, but it was, 
uh, born out of a, I just, I had no real care or respect for myself. Mm -hmm. And then that distance with my true self, because I was running away from so much stuff over the course of drinking for 25 years. um, By the time I stopped drinking, it was this realization of just how disconnected I was from my true self. It was quite astounding. But the the hope, the hopeful message is that you can you can reconnect quite quickly. And it's to me, it's a work in progress. Like I'm I'm gonna be working on this for the rest of my life, but it's not yeah. it's not work as in, uh, oh God, this is laborious. It's like this uncovering of the person, you know, the the little four-year-old me who would have danced uninhibited and yeah. Uh, felt completely whole and worthy and loved myself and took care of myself and and that the journey back to that is something really really special and all of these practices feed into it in different ways yoga meditation having mantra um, dance when you were talking about how dance can you know move energy through like one of the practices that I'll give people that come to see me that are looking for other means of stress release is mm. shaking because yeah. you literally just you yeah know, you don't have to do it in a particular way you don't have to yeah. follow somebody's like you just lie on your back and kick your arms and legs in the air yeah just yeah. and 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 it it's astounding the difference um you know when people can raise the level of awareness and tune into how they really feel in their body it's amazing what can happen mm-hmm. and dance offers that but then also like in that experience of going to your class at MASH like to be doing that in a room full of other people that want a bit like the the energy that you feel it's palpable and to have somebody like you that can lead that up at the front and then you know you've got your brother behind you on the decks like I mean it's just like like what an experience like what a gift to give that to people yeah 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 um so I'd, I'd be really interested in uh, so th- this episode is going to be airing in January 2022. God, Crazy. we're going to be in the I new know, year. Um, and we're going to have a bunch of people. So Sam and I um, are super excited to be coaching in the live alcohol experiments. We'll be right in the middle of that as we speak. It's a bit weird talking about Time the future, travel. But yeah, that's what we'll be doing right now. And there'll likely be three to 4,000 people in that group that are experimenting. So they are trying to take a break from alcohol to see what mm-hmm. happens for them so w- what is it like what can they learn about themselves and uh and with that some people will be putting pressure on themselves to be putting pressure on themselves to um to uh, do well whatever well means for them in sure. from drinking or um, ex- in this experiment but then also in january there's like these other layers that come on quite thickly around yeah well I'm going to address my um my sugar intake or I'm going to go and join the gym and people will then often struggle because there's there's too much too much pressure so what what would you say to people that are getting into January and just want to make some form of change they just want to experiment and experience perhaps a different way of of living sure Uh, I think don't take on too much you know really really simplify it down I think if you say I'm going to stop drinking I'm going to exercise every day I'm going to eat really healthily I think it's almost too much and I think you'll fail on day three (laughs) I think it's too much I, I, I really do I would just really simplify it down you know like don't I'm not sure about um you know making new year's resolutions because I I feel like you're setting yourself up to fail almost straight away the pressure is so intense I think if you can do it I think the reward is excellent but I think what I kind of start to say to people is you know if talking about kind of exercise and getting back into exercise don't say I'm going to do it every day do something that's realistic you know like two three times a week make it something realistic and then try and stick to it Um, I think it's really good 
to have a distraction. I think distraction works really, really well. So, you know, if you're one of those people that, you know, cracks open a bottle of wine at five o'clock, make sure that your yoga class is at half past five or something. So actually that's not gonna happen. You make a timetable kind of based around distraction. Uh, I think they're the two things that I would say. Distraction really works. Once you've got through that five to six period, it'd be like, okay, well, it's tea time and bedtime and actually, that's my new evening. So don't overload it. Do mm. something that's achievable because when it's achievable and then you achieve it, you're going to feel really great with yourself. Mm. I think they're my two top tips for January. I love it. You could be this naked mind coach. Oh, I've got it all going on there. And But this is it. It's like, as you described there, it's the intention around creating a new uh, a new evening so this is like um because what we're talking about here is the disconnection of old neural pathways the automatic response yeah. so you have to be very deliberate create the whatever the new ritual the new routine is yeah and it feels uncomfortable and a bit odd at first but I, I say to people you know take that as a as a good sign because that means growth is on the way and it just takes time for these old neural pathways to disconnect as the new ones fire and the more that you um walk through your new evening the stronger these pathways become the old ones fall away and over time it takes less effort and it becomes absolutely easeful and and actually I think it's a lot easier than people think I think people you know you build it up to be this you know when I, I don't know some people give up drinking for November and stuff don't they and they go oh my god I, you know I haven't drunk for the whole month and it's like yeah because it's just not that hard you know like it, it, it's achievable you can do it you don't you don't need that you don't need to drink every day you don't need to drink every weekend you don't need to drink every time you go out and once you realize that actually you just you just can stand mm. back and go okay well you know this is good and your health improves dramatically I mean yes. I have that I feel like um, I am much healthier than I, I was when I was drinking. I mean, and I think that really inspired me as well. You know, like I, I don't, I, I don't know. I just feel much better in myself. I can't imagine yeah. waking up with a hangover anymore. I just can't imagine it. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think that is quite inspirational. You know, try it for a week. How do you feel? Try it for two weeks. How do you feel? You're gonna feel better. The liver is cleaner. The energy is better. And as that progresses, you feel better and better. Your energy gets better. Yeah. And I think that's that's the real thing that can be quite addictive then is that, oh my God, okay, so if I haven't done this for a month and I feel like this, what do I feel like after two months? 100%, 100%. And, and, the, and the key thing that you, you nailed it there is it's about how you feel. So instead of setting a new year's resolution, set your intention based upon how you want to feel. Not yeah. I'm... I'm not going to drink in January or I'm going to quit drinking. Forget that. It's about how you want to feel. I want yeah. to feel balanced. I want to feel strong. I want to feel healthier. You know, we all overindulge you over Christmas. I'm trying my best not to. Do I put this out there? I'm wondering whether I should put, put it out there about I'm going to try not to eat sugar over Christmas. Oh, oh my put it gosh. out there now. I'm going to have to, I'm going <laughs> to, have like to live up to it now. You. <laughs> um, we'll soon find out when this airs whether I failed or not. Um, but rather than so take my own advice, rather than deciding I'm not going to eat sugar, it should be like about the feeling, right? So it's about, well, I, I know that sugar uh, doesn't make me feel good. It flat out does not make me feel good. And I want to feel good. I want to feel really bloody good for December because I love Christmas. I love spending time with my kids and my family. I want to see them all enjoy it. I want to be on my A game. And then Sam and I are going to be going into this wonderful period where we're coaching thousands of people that, you know, that, that experiment could change their lives. I want to be on top form. So yeah. it's about how I want to feel as opposed to, oh, I'm going to miss sure. out on all the bloody cookies and the gingerbread and the mince pies and what have you. But I also think, and, and, I, and I'll back you on that, uh, giving up sugar, but I also think there's got to be some good things in life. And if you give out everything and you become that person that's just like, I don't do anything, <laughs> I don't eat, you know, I don't drink, I don't eat sugar, you're, you're quite hard to hang out with. But it's fine, you know, I'll still, I'll still be your friend. Oh, thank you. But it, but I think it goes back to the whole thing about moderation. I know from cutting out sugar in the past that there comes a point where fairly quickly 
it, just as you say with alcohol, you feel so much better. It then it kind of doesn't make sense anymore. You don't crave it anymore. Sure. And then, uh, like I remember the first time I did it, it was it was July, and by the time I got to the Christmas, it was like, well, I could have could have a bit of Christmas pudding or whatever, and yeah. had it, and it's like, Meh. maybe it wasn't as yeah. joyful as yeah, as, yeah, yeah. as I thought it was. Yeah. Instead, what I might want to do is go back to mash and have another <laughs> Friday night at mash. Yeah, there you, know, you it's, go. It's, get, get it's, your yeah, it's this. I think a lot of it is about variety. It's instead sure. of um, uh, instead of the old paradigm of these these are the things that as humans make us feel good. It's like let's find the real things that make us feel good. Yeah, and you know what? It, it, it's not just one thing. That that that's what I love about kind of working with Andrea. It's not like going okay, yoga is the only way. Mm. Um, that, there are a lot of different ideas, techniques, teachers, you know, find what, 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 you know, sings to you, speaks to your heart. You know, um, I love dance, but that doesn't mean that everybody, you know, that's going to be the way forward for everybody. It might be that you love walking and you love being outside and you, you mm. know, find the things when you're really in, I mean, gardening, gardening and dance are actually very, very similar. You get, you know that mindfulness where you're in the moment you know you're digging you're changing a pot over or something you're only thinking about that one thing and choreography is the same you're in the choreography you're only thinking about that one thing you know find those things where you're just in the body and you're not up in your head all the time you know yeah. find those moments where you know it might be swimming it might be you know counting the lanes it might be give give this a break and get into the body and, and whatever that is you know judo whatever I don't know you know whatever that passion is I think get further and further into it you um you end up in the world of like the nuanced as well in the body like I for me I've, always, I've had black and white thinking over a lot of things and interestingly the, the 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 if you frame it through the feeling thing for example like old Sam like if I'd like said to myself, oh, I'm not going to eat sugar for this amount of time. And then if I'd have say, you know, broken that rule, I'd have gone hot. I'd have been like, well, stuff it. Black and white thinking, I've done it now. I'm going the whole way. But yeah. if I can slow myself just for a minute and be like, well, how do I want to feel? Okay, you've eaten the cookie or whatever. And tomorrow after eating one cookie, how are you going to feel? Yeah, you're going to be fine, mate. Don't worry about it. How are you going to feel if you eat the other 12? You can feel like <laughs> shit. So, and and actually I think what's really going on there is it's it's so true, Amy. It's that you're you're not actually going into your mind and feeding that thought system um, and you're go you're in your body and you're in your wisdom and it allows you to that's a journey I've had to go on with alcohol it to me it's not about you know stopping not drinking is not about black or white it's like it's it's higher than that it's like I've realized like it just it just doesn't make sense to me like it transcends all of that but with a lot of this stuff like sugar and you know habits and things like that it's um yeah it's how we're going to feel like I now know that if I know that I want to do something because it makes me feel good, if my brain tries to trick me out of it on the way there, I'm like, oh, shut up, brain. I know this is good for me. But if I know something's bad for me or like, you know, not not so great, and then my brain tries to trick me into doing it, I'm like, oh, brain, there you are again. <laughs> so it's, it's like being in the body is really powerful because that's where wisdom is. Um, and you... Yeah, right I, and I think also that that constant chatter you know, sometimes if you want the biscuit, eat the bloody biscuit, yeah. you know, like don't go, you know, like you don't have, I think that we can be our, our worst critics and then that critical voice, you know, on and on and on and on and on. And, and, and actually it, it's no good. It doesn't do any good to go down into that, you know, constantly, um, oh God, you ate the biscuit and oh my God, then you ate the other talk, you know, so what? okay, never mind. Let's move on from this. Let's, let's go out. Let's do something else. Let's get out of this, get out of all of that negative thinking. And actually, you know, we're just at the end of the day doing our best. You know, I quite, I used to hear my mum say that to me all the time. I hear myself say it now to my own son. I hear myself say it to myself, I'm doing my best. I'm doing mm. my best. Was it good enough? I don't know, but I'm doing my best. And I think that's, that's another way to look at January. You know, this was my, today was my best. Yeah. Was it good enough? I don't know. I'm going to task Sam with looking up what, which episode was titled. I'm doing the best that I can. That was, the, that was <laughs> yeah, one of that our was early a while back episodes. Now. need to look that up quickly so we can, uh, we can drop it here. People to go back to. It was a really good episode. Yeah. 
Um, oh God, this has just been awesome. I knew it would be, but it's been seven. Just okay. Episode good. seven. Episode seven to go back to to have a listen to that. Um, uh, so Amy, people are going to want to find you. Um, sure. So your Instagram so handle my is Instagram is at Bar Cambridge. Although I mean, someone was saying to me the other day, I'm not really teaching bar. I mean, I am a bar teacher. I also teach a lot of dance stuff. Um, and I also, obviously, I'm doing these classes in MASH. I wouldn't call those classes in MASH bar classes. They're not at all. It's much more kind of trance dance stuff. Um, I'm also on Movement for Modern Life. You can get, find my online classes there. They are more traditional kind of bar classes, I, I guess. Um, and the great thing about those, just as a, as a student, because I love Movement for Modern Life, it's very accessible. Um, it's, uh, you, you can get a very good um, price for a membership. Andrea is also on there as well. So the, and, and, and a whole host of other host fabulous people. teachers. Yeah. Um, lots and lots of variety, including things like Pilates. There's, there's a huge amount of stuff on there. Um, if they use a code which I think would be Amy in capital letters is yeah. that right then yeah. you, you'll get a good chunk of money off a membership yeah. with Movement for Modern Life yeah um, which makes it really accessible and just as Amy's mentioned there's also um, if you look up it, is it at MASH Cambridge uh, or yes. at MASH at MASH Cambridge on Instagram MASH, yeah. then you'll be able to see um, and their website as well if you go on their website you can you can book, book the classes um and hopefully they'll go in, into next year. Yeah. And there, so that's under the Karma Club part of so the Karma Club. MASH yeah. is still very much um, uh, an outlet for, I think, the youngsters who like to go on. Absolutely. <laughs> as, as I did back in my 20s. But the, yeah, Karma, the Karma Club is a specific bit that, that Amy's been working on. So it's on. before the club opens. Um, you know, there are no, there's no age limit, you know. Um, there are some older people in there. There's some young people in there. Um, there's, there's lots of different people in there. And, that, and I think that's why I love it. It's not, it's not one type of person. Mm. And, and, you know, and we're all, all doing our best, working through our stuff in the best way that we know how, which quite often is just cutting loose and dancing to music. Exactly. And you get your hand, hand stamped so you could sneak and back in later on if you wanted and you to go. And you get to wait outside in the queue behind a barrier. No, and you do. That, that was the funniest thing. <laughs> we, all, we all turned up and we got our bits and pieces and it's like, oh, we get to stand outside and all the, all the youngsters are looking at me. I'm like, yes, I'm going into the first club at uh, <laughs> seven, seven o'clock of an evening. Yeah. And then <laughs> you kind of have to harness that energy. That energy should then, lead, you know, take you through you know getting back as you kept saying to that to that little kid you know that yeah. that little kid that loved to dance that was completely energized and, and ready for life I'd love to go it'd be weird for me I literally spent every Friday night in there for like my youth so going oh back God. would be oh. wild ja well in January Wait, what what's the date of the one in January I don't, Have you, got do that you know what I haven't set the dates yet so cool. um let's I'll, I'll let you know yeah for all you know sam we could be going you and i this week this friday when awesome. this says we could be get going. the like for out <laughs> love it thank you so much amy you're a superstar it's been awesome to have you thanks here. so much for having me what an awesome conversation. If you're anything like me, you're ready to go throw some shapes at uh, one of Amy's dance classes. And uh, it'd be good for me, especially to go back to some of my old haunts in Cambridge with a new head on my shoulders. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you go and check out all of Amy's awesome resources. And if you feel that it's, uh, you know, then definitely go and attend one of those dance classes. What a fantastic way to learn how to let go and reconnect with, uh, with who we are. And, uh, you know, movement is a part of who we are. So have an awesome week. See you here next Tuesday.